Long time ago in Bethlehem, so the Holy Bible says, Mary's born child, Jesus Christ, was born on Christmas Day. All now hear the angels sing, a king was born today. Because of Christmas Day, Mary's boy child, Jesus Christ, was born on Christmas Day. My shepherds watch, they'll come to light night, they see a bright new shining stars. Hear a choir, sing a song, the music seems to come from Him. So the Holy Bible says, Mary's boy child, Jesus Christ, was born on Christmas Day. All now hear the angels sing, a king was born today, and man will live forevermore. Because of Christmas Day, Mary's boy child, Jesus Christ, was born on Christmas Day. My shepherds watch, they flock by night, they see a bright new shining star. They hear a choir sing a song, the music seems to come from afar. Hallelujah. Merry, Merry Christmas to you all. God bless you all. It's Christmas. Yes. We give God all the glory. It's Christmas. Jesus is the reason for the season. Not so. So before we dive into today's message, let's welcome Abba Father. Let's welcome Yahweh. Let's welcome King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the mighty man in battle. Father, take over me, take over this service. Holy Spirit, walk through me. Father, when you are done, take all the glory. Bless your children out there, O Yahweh. Speak to them, Yahweh, Lord. We, as we celebrate this day, 
It is a blessing for us all to be alive, to witness this day, and to celebrate you, Lord Jesus. We give you thanks. We give you honor, praise, and adoration. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Yahweh. We thank you, Holy Spirit. And in Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen and amen. How are you all doing? How are you celebrating? I'm sure you people have been opening your gifts. You've had a lot of gifts, exchange of gifts. People have spent money buying gifts. It's a good thing. But you know what? The most beautiful and the most expensive, expensive gift that we all got for free, we didn't spend any money, is Jesus. Right? John 3.16. If you have your Bible, go there. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God loves us so much that he gave his only son to come and die on the cross of Calvary, to shed his blood that will reconcile us with the Father, that whosoever believe in him, accept him, confess him as their Lord and personal Savior, shall not perish, but have what? Eternal life. Meaning you have not repented, you have not accepted him, you have not confessed him as your Lord and personal Savior, you are on your own. Amen? Amen. We thank Master Jesus for accepting, we thank you, Yahweh. Father, we thank you for accepting to come and die for us to wash away our sins. Isaiah 9, 6 says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulder, and, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and his peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's army will make this happen. Let me read further. The Lord has spoken out against Jacob. His judgment has fallen upon Israel. Okay, let's end there. I even said six. I don't know why I read beyond, but it's good. To always read if you are late to read. So let's read Isaiah 9 6 again to verse 7. Isaiah 9 6 verse 7. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulder. Did you hear that? A child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulder. Do you know what government is? The government takes care of his people. Like wherever you are listening from, the state where you are, you have the people, the council that manage that city. You have a governor that manages a, a state and then a city. Now you have all of these there. Yeah, you, you have the, the government, right, that is comprised, comprised of different bodies. You start with the president who is the head of the state and then you start to calm down. You have ministers, they have their own rules to pray. You have the governors, you have directors, you have... That's, that is what formed the body. And here the Bible is telling us that what? Oh, my Bible is, my internet is slow. I'm using my... Ah, oh, um, this internet will just misbehave. 
that the government will rest on his shoulder. I don't know why the internet is asking. I should have taken my hard copy. Ah. Dave, you're a liar. But he's telling us that the that everything will rest on his shoulder. The burden of the country, the burden of the people, we, the people of the whole world, will rest on his shoulder because he came for war. He came to liberate us free of charge. That whoever will believe in him and confess that you are Lord will not perish. We all die, but that is the way to go to heaven. You will not just disappear like this, or I don't know. How do you want to get to heaven? We have to die. But now if we die in Christ, we are going to live for eternity. But if you die in sin, you are going to perish. You will go to hell where your body will rot. You will live there in anguish, in pain, torment. And God doesn't want that for us. That's why he sent Jesus. He said, son, go. Go and carry the burden. Let the burden of the government rest on your shoulder. The burden of my people. Let it be on your shoulder. And that whoever will accept you, bless them. Let me go there again. That one will not die but have everlasting life. For a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulder and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and his peace will never end. Amen? Amen. His government and his peace will never end. Jesus reigned forever. He is seated at the throne, on the throne at the right hand of God the Father. He knows all that happened. God rules. He is the creator of the universe. I remember 2017, we were doing a fast. That was my first time of doing a three-day dry fast. I think on day two, I went to use the restroom and I heard God clearly. He said, I'm the creator of the universe. Hi. He said, I'm the creator of the universe. His government and his peace will never end. God will continue to rule this world, no matter how the devil fights. And God is so liberal, that's why he sent Jesus, that whoever will believe in you. John 3, 16 states, declared, For God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only begotten son, that whosoever, he is not forcing us. You don't want to be manipulative. It's only the devil who is manipulative. The devil will threaten you, tell you, if you don't do this, you this, you will not do this. God, Jesus will even come when he sees that you are about to go down. He will go the extra mile to come and reveal himself to you. Oh, yes, it happened to me. On the 4th of August, 2020, I had a dream. Where it seems like I have died and I'm in a waiting room waiting to be judged. And in that room, we're there with other people. This number kept coming that we were 19. I can still see a couple with their child. This man carried their daughter on their neck. You know, like how you carry a child and you open their arm, their legs, and you put them, the rest on your shoulder. That's how he carried this small girl. This girl should be maybe two years or so thereabout. And the wife was standing beside the man. And when I was in that room, it occurred to me, how did the dream start? Like my mother was here visiting and my husband has gone for football match with my sons. 
and it's like they had a competition and i was like let me go and watch them so i took my daughter along with me while we took the tram somewhere in the middle of the road it was dark like it's about to rain you know when rain wants to pour down it always gives this signal you see the clouds will be dark it will be windy and you'll be like oh it's going to rain right and so that's how it was it was cloudy dark and like it's going to rain cats and dog heavily so the tram could not move i don't know if it could not move again what happened but now like everybody was looking for where to take a shelter so i saw a house and i ran into that house that house was the only house there and there was another one further he top. so when i entered that house, i saw other people there so to me it was all oh, these people have also come here to take shelter right and i looked as while i was there i looked through the window and i saw another house at the heat top and this house you could only see it when lightning strike that's when you can see that hazard there's another house far up there so when i turned i realized people were crying there was a chair i think i was offered that chair i refused i sat on the floor my daughter was sitting in her kinder wagon in her pram and she was just curious she was like a baby of about eight nine months you know she was just looking at everybody people were crying and it occurred to me that listen you are here you are not returning back today you'll be judged and so i think before then i tried to reach to my handbag to pick up my phone and call my mother i tried to reach at it i couldn't because I looked at the weather, I'm like, she'll be now worried. Oh, these children, they are out there. I don't know if they find somewhere, you know, like a mother. So I said, okay, let me let her know that we are safe. We are somewhere. We are taking shelter. The rain, we are not like under the rain or something. But I couldn't reach my bag. That I think it occurred to me like, you are not turning back. Today, you'll be judged. And I'm not making heaven. I started crying. I didn't see God. I didn't see Jesus. I didn't see nobody. But I had this understanding. And I was not the only one crying. Every other person there was crying. Bread for angel Elizabeth. It's of recent God told me that she's angel Elizabeth. I kept calling her a born again woman. I, in my, in my in past uh, um, audios you listen. I kept describing her as there was a born again woman there. I described maybe how she was dressed. She wore a check green skirt with pleats and white blouse. Her heels were not so high, probably six inches or eight inches. And she was just going up and down in the room, just paving in the room and like praying. She was like somebody who is so ready to meet God. She had so much confidence in her. She's like, Father, finally, I've made it. I can't wait to see your face. I can't wait to have a hug. I can't wait to get my reward. You know that type of thing. She was so confident. Why we're all panicking and crying. And I was crying and I was saying one thing, Father, forgive me. I have forgiven all those who've hurt me. Forgive me. And before you know it, Angel Elizabeth, who is Angel of Modesty, as God told me in June, and she's called Angel Elizabeth, Angel of Modesty. And God showed me that Angel, I began to have, underst to have understanding that a way of dressing, God showed me how, how I'm supposed to dress to cover myself. Because our body is the temple of the Lord. She covered herself. She had a long sleeve white. We're talking. Looking so responsible. You don't have to expose yourself to attract men. That's what so many of you, you do. Like I was discussing with somebody. I met somebody of recent. 
um this girl plays music she releases gospel music i think she has released one so far that i know and she was like i was from in our shopping center so i was coming up from the elevator and as i was then i just heard woman of god so i turned and she was the one say ah i'm following you you're my woman of god i just myself give god all the glory she said i'll be traveling to cameroon on i think christmas day she said she said this and that and that i said ah okay so she was like i'm going there to make my music my video if not of my music you think i'll be going to cameroon like it's christmas and we're having just two weeks you know you don't want to go there for such a short time you want to go there and really spend time with family he said i'm going there because of that i said ah oh, that's fine so her hair she colored her hair like blonde really blonde and while we're going down the the this thing escalator i looked at her hair i said can you please do a favor can you please do me a favor change your hair colors i don't know why i'm saying it yes i know god doesn't judge us from our looks i said but at times our looks are very important she was just making that like, mm. she said that's what my senior sister also tells me she was saying no i know who says the heart and she has said oh god sees that i said yes he sees the heart i said but our body is the temple of the lord i said for example so i narrated her my own story i said i had my my side um style of dressing changed after i had this encounter i think i realized that i didn't even know what it was all about but then i started realizing that i started desiring to change to dress in a certain way right even while i was in the world i will not show cleavage i've been decent right but then i was so conscious of my shape and my figure that i always like to show in the same you know see me with short things but I wear things that will show, my, that will be tight, that will hold, you know that type of thing that they not like so tight that you cannot feel comfortable, but it will just bring out my shape. If I want to wear t-shirt, I wear a small t-shirt, maybe S, that will just fit in. And then my trousers will just, you know, that's how you will see me. So you, there's no way I will hide my figure. It has to show. I said, but tell me that like a woman of God now, for example, but after I had that encounter, my my style of dressing changed. I said, but now, like, you you are preaching. You, are, you might say you are not a woman of God or this, but you are doing evangelism through your music. You are preaching. You are spreading the gospel. I said, you are also working for God. We, mo we all must not be at the pulpit. You are doing something for Christ. I said, for example, now you want to preach to a girl. How do you convince a young girl who is still there in the world to tend to Christ, you spread your hair like this, and then I say it's just an example, no offense. You spray your hair like this, you know, and then you wear a tight shirt that is showing all your cleavage outside, and you wear a short skirt. You are talking. I say if you've been talking before that example of a small a young guy was like, there are some people who even see you. Imagine you preaching or singing verse like that. A man will strip you already naked as you are like that. He'll be listening to you, but he's lost in thought already because he's imagining what will go beyond. You are showing all those things, your cleavage and everything outside. I said, what do you think? You're leading that man to, to, you know, to lust. You are spreading the spirit of lust. I said, so now you spray, dyeing your hair, all this blonde and whatever, and you're wearing all these things with you short things showing all your cleavage and all of that and you are preaching to a young girl telling her to repent not to go to nightclub their life they are living is not good maybe they are fornicating 
and all. I said, how do you expect that girl to react? I said, the girl first of all look at you like, look at who is talking to me. Me and you, if somebody come and meet us now, there is no different. You are dressed just like myself. There is no different. At first, people made it seems like if you are born again, you have to dress boring. You have to dress. No, I dress elegant. I dress elegant. It doesn't mean that because you are you are born again, then you just go around looking dirty. No. I said, that's not the point. You cover yourself. When God showed me that angel, she said, angel of modesty. You have to dress modest. You know, you don't expect me to come out here and then you are trying to preach to somebody to convince them, tell them about Christ. You want to lead them to Christ. You are dressed the same way they are dressed. But look at you like, are you kidding me? I know we all say, yes, it's from the heart. True. God looks at the heart, but it's also important. Imagine your woman of God stands in front of you or your pastor stands at the pulpit preaching, dressed so seductively. What do you think will be running through people's mind? And she was just smiling. I said, but that's it. You know. And we separated. I just wish her um, a safe journey. So this goes to you all out there as well. We are representing Christ. We should do it in a way that people will see us and they see Jesus in us. So while we're having this, while I was having this encounter, as I sat there, Angel Elizabeth took a muffler and folded it and put on my head. And I was like, well, just say your last prayer, you're taking your last breath, that is it. While she placed it on my head, I felt like I was being electrocuted. Current was running through my body. And I woke up in my room on my bed. I had this sleep with my back laid down, my head facing the, the, the ceiling. It has sleep on my stomach or sideways. But I woke up like that, facing upward. And I realized I was in my room. God helped me. He gave me a second chance because he saw that I was struggling. There are things I wanted to denounce. There are things I wanted to do, but I could not do them on my own. But that dream is what changed my story. It's what changed my life. I had a dream on the 4th of August of 2020. That is what changed my life. And 2021, March, God spoke through my mouth. April, he anointed me. May 15, I started doing the work of God officially. He did. That's what I'm saying, that God will send us help, but he will not force us. God even asked me one time, he said, do you think you are the only one who, encount who encountered me during that program? We had a program where I received Christ. Uh, um, I, started, I received the gift of speaking in tongues, and I took it. I ran with it. I didn't just take it like, ah, is it not speaking in tongues? It's okay. No. I know what I felt. He said, many people encounter him, but where are they today? Many people. So many people have said, oh, I've given my life to Christ. And then after some months or a year or some years later, they, they go back. The world doing the things they were doing, reasons I don't know. Some comes with a lot of expectation, but then, in the whole of this thing, in all of this, we need patience and faith. God had told me things I would do, how He will use me in mysterious ways. 
So because it's not happening now, should I give up on God? No. First, when I was repenting, I was coming to Christ. I never knew I was going to be a woman of God. I went back to God to make peace with God and to seek solutions because I was like tired of my life. Like nothing was working. There was stagnation and I had to repent because I was tired of doing things my own way, tired of trying to figure out things. And the first thing I realized, God gave me peace that surpasses all understanding. So he sent Jesus here to come and die. And that whosoever will believe in him and accept him will not perish, but have what everlasting life. John 3.16. So Jesus came. Jesus will tell you. He will talk to himself. Even there, people did not believe in him. Some saw the works he did. They still did not. He will not force it. He will not. So how many times they ask and say, tell us, are you really the Messiah? They want to know. You know, humans will want to see before we believe. But with God, it's not like that. That blessed are those who believe without seeing. So if you want to see things, you'll be, you'll miss it. Always what well, God is a spirit. And the Bible says, those who walk in spirit and in truth are what children of God. People saw the things he did, yet they still did not believe. They want him to open his mouth and say, yes, I'm the Messiah. I came to save the world. They even told him, they say, no, the Messiah, is it not Jesus? We know, we know his brothers and sisters. They live among us. They are married here. The Messiah will just appear. Yet he didn't open his mouth to say no, to try to convince them. Yes, God has already given the help. It's there you've seen. It's for you to accept him. Nicodemus even went to his house one night and said, we know the things you do. We know God is with you. you know, we know you are from God. But people will see and they will still, there are some people who will see, they will still not accept. There are some they will see, they want to really see and believe. Like Thomas, that I want to see and touch him. Then I will believe that indeed he is. And when he came and I said, touch now, they could not touch. He, 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 Thomas could not touch him. So what am I saying in effect? God, was, God has sent us help. It's for you to accept. You see that dream I woke up from? I could have decided to just say, ah, it's one, it's just a dream. Maybe it was just a dream. God was just, because initially when I woke up from that dream that morning, I made a voice message and I sent to my family telling them that we should repent. The world will soon come to an end. And I told my husband, he was like, ah, let the world come to an end. I let everybody die. It just took it joking. But when he saw the expression on my face and I explained, he was like, wow. It's one dream I would not like to have again. It was terrifying. It was too real. But God helped me. God is like, okay, my daughter is crying for help. This is the only way I will help her. I will show her this dream because my daughter preaches, my apostle preaches, telling us every time to repent. It's not like I was not listening to apostle. I started following her 2017. But God had to show me that in 2020. Like God was like tired. If you can't make up your mind right now, this is the last chance I'm giving you. There are people who have seen things. People have even gone to hell. They have seen hell, came back, and after a while, they forget about it. How serious do you think the things got revealed to you? How serious do you take them? 
Oh, God told me, he said, your engagement with me will determine how far you want me to go with you. If I've taken that dream, like, ah, it's just one of the dreams. Maybe I just pray, I buy it and cancel. I say, hey, what type of bad dreams? I rebuke you. I cancel in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And I go my way. I would not have had this ministry today. Probably I would have even died. Because in the dream, I was in the waiting room, waiting to be judged. And Christ, God said, it's my cry of mercy. He even asked me, he said, do I think, because I was saying a born again, a born again, woman was there. She put a, a, a muffler on my head. She said, do I think an ordinary person who have died, like you and myself, has the power to bring me back? No. It had to be somebody supernatural. Excuse me. And that was an angel. Angel Elizabeth put that muffler. That is what gave me life back. And I came back to life. And I ran with that dream. It was scary. I wish I had that voice recording. It was scary. I made a voice note. I was standing at the bus station, the tram station. And I sent to my siblings. I said, you people should repent or the world will soon end. I said, I know you people have heard, other people have said this, that they died, they went to hell, or God revealed this to them. Maybe people did not take it seriously, but this is me, your sister. I will not lie you people. I had a dream today. My mother even made a comment. She said, you people have heard your sister, so everybody should repent, live right. Then I had a group, a WhatsApp group called Fit Sisters. I was always, I was walking, I was so conscious with my size, I don't want to gain weight. So I was doing challenges, health from time to time. Maybe we'll do seven days smoothies, or work out and this and that. So I was like coaching these women. Now I stopped posting any workout videos or challenges or my me plan i started doing videos i was like if i've repented i have to do something my life has to change there is no way you encounter christ there is no way you say you have repented and yet you are doing the things you used to do while you were in the world something is not right something is not right you can't encounter Jesus and you remain the same. You can't truly repent and you remain the same. I started making short videos. At times I'll write some Bible scriptures. And my good in the morning, I write John 3, 16. For God so loved the way. At times I'll just make short video, repent. God loves you. Jesus is coming soon and I'll post. I just stopped posting on that, that statue, that uh, um, WhatsApp uh, um, page. I started on my statues. And before you know, people started withdrawing. That's how that group disappeared. I don't know if I even deleted it or what happened. I stopped. I did not explain anything from anybody. The people I called friends, I didn't even have much. The few I had, I stopped calling. If you call me, you know your friends. You know this one is calling you to gossip. Or this one, when they call you, no matter how the conversation goes, maybe they come to tell you something, they must bring gossip inside. I stopped. I stopped. It's not like I'll say I'm the best or this. No, it used to gossip. But I'm like, no, I have to change. Like people always give you, so everybody does until when you are being caught. Before they'll see you, I gossip. Everybody does gossip. You think people don't gossip. So people feel free. But it's a sin. And God frowns at it. I was at my place of work 2020 with a colleague. And sorry, 2021. 
this girl gave birth in november so it was about july august she was having she was about five months gone yeah around july august or so and we had just three kids then i was at the daycare i think we had just three or four kids and my boss called me this is somebody on normal circumstance he will ask you to do one thing or another you will not go home and he called me randomly and i put my phone on speaker so my colleague should hear what he's saying so i thought he wanted to give us an assignment since the kids are not many and he called and he was like uh, hey hi i said hi um you can go home eh close and go home it was about 10 11 there about so you can close and go home since you don't have much kids let the other person stay there alone i said no i'll not go home i don't have anything to do and he was shocked he was like ah, okay then we'll see later bye i said bye and my colleague looked at me her jaw dropped he was like hey this boy know i'm pregnant this boy is just being wicked. He's treating me like this. I've asked him to write a report like I can't really carry uh, um, things or whatever she was saying so he can uplift her. And he's not even the one place. Like, no, the money is coming from his pocket, but he just have to write and let her give it to the doctor or whatever, whatever. And I mean, give it to the government so she can be getting her because she was having issue with her bladder. Like she can't really hold pee for long and she can't carry the kids when she lifts anything heavy. She just wets herself. If she sneezes at time, that what will happen. So she said, I can't walk in this kind of condition. And this guy was just refusing to sign this document. The guy says, it's a doctor. She went to the doctor and said, no, it's from your place of work. They have to give you and then you take it to the government. The doctor was like, okay, put me through. Let me explain this to you. And the guy refused. So this guy and this guy knew that, okay, when this girl give birth, she will not be working. She will be receiving. But it's normal. This is normal. And so they went back and forth and he refused and whatever. Now, he called that day that I should go so that this lady should stay alone. Not because he loves me or he just wants me to take free, but because he wants to be a thorn on this glare flesh. How she alone is going to manage with four kids with this condition. Right? And I refused, which was good. But now something happened. We're now angry. We started talking about this guy. We talked about this point that, oh, he's, he's refusing me. Uh, sorry, he's asking me to go because he wants you to go through this and through that. That was okay. We said, oh, that is too bad of him. The conversation was supposed to end at that level. We did not. We started insulting him. Oh, don't mind him. That's why he's like this. He can't even get married. He's a sport because he's an only child. He's a spoiled kid. He thinks it's all about money. Then it was a private uh, daycare. So he thinks it's all about money. He's a wicked boy. And this, and I heard that is gossip. I heard loud and clear. Like somebody was standing on my left side. I was seated on a long, uh, um, what's it called? Um, bank. They call it German bank. How do they call it? You know, this long, is that chair or what? whatever they call it, right? I was sitting on it beside the window, leaning there, and I had to turn. My eyes pop. If there were, if there was like a camera there, uh, a, um, a camera, and then they take my pictures and they zoom it. You see the way my eyes bulge. 
I was shocked. I least expected that. And I heard that is gossip so loud and clear. I went to the bathroom. I made peace with God. I was so ashamed of myself. Like, oh my God. So God is in every detail, everything we do. Even in your private place, your most place, the place that you think he's not there. Even in the darkest place where you say nobody is seeing you. He's there. He sees his yes. At times you will not say anything. doesn't mean he didn't see you. So God frowns at everything. So don't listen to people who are saying that hey, gossiping is normal now. You think people don't gossip. Everybody gossip. Yes, talk about people in positive way, on good things, uh, about good things. Not negative. Don't, don't kill people by slashing their, their characters, by slamming them and saying all sorts of things. God frowns at it. So I stop all these friends who were calling. When they call, I can't say, I'm not I can't just say, I'll call you back. And they realize it one week, two weeks. What's going on? Three weeks, one month. Two months, and they started withdrawing. Before you know, my messages are everywhere on Facebook. I started doing this. So that was August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. My book came out. So God spoke through me March of 2021 on the 9th, on the 29th of March of 2021. And on the 23rd of, of April 2021, he anointed me and said he has put his word in my hand. He will speak and I will say, I should go and deliver the women in Africa. Go. God is amazing. And he went for that to say six months from now. You will walk in mysterious where people will not recognize you or something. One day when I'm led to play that audio, the, the video player, people will listen to it. It was a long video, but my friend was videoing me, could capture only the short. He, she captured a whole video. She had a whole video, but it's too heavy. So those places were the ones she just make them short and she sent about four minutes or so. When God, God spoke through my mouth and was saying, he has anointed me. Ah, people of God, listen. God is love. God is kind. All we need is to have patience. God might have shown you something. I was listening to my apostle before I came on here to preach. And she was saying that there are people who hunger for power has led them to go to other places to seek power, to do things and let people think that it's of God. God has power. You see people are doing voodoo and charms and all of this. If you want power to heal, to pray for people, let people get healed. Go to God, seek him. And he will give you at the right time. No rush. Some want to just other people say, oh, this one is also powerful. This is a woman of God. This is a man. You are doing it to impress people. And if God sees that you are doing it because you want to, he will not give you. And now when the weight is not forthcoming, you go and start seeking power elsewhere. Meanwhile, if God calls you, he will equip you. It's step by step. He told me, he said, six months from now, people will not recognize you, but we are entering into the third year. So let's say, and God, you said six months. Six months might mean three years, might mean four years, might mean five years. Might mean six years, we don't know. God's time is God's time. But once that time is there, once you arrive, once is the time, nobody can hold you back. Nobody can stop you. 
So if you have repented and you've accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, all you need to do is patience and faith. Wait upon God. Wait upon his time. No matter what amount of gift they have given you've received today, it's nothing compared to what God has done for us. Even pagans are celebrating Christmas today. Oh, it's Christmas. Why are they celebrating it? Who is the reason for this celebration? Christmas and Jesus. People are on vacation now because of Jesus. Yes. It's because of him. The day he came. The day he was born. The wise men saw his star. Come on. Tell yourself the truth. You can't say you've accepted Christ, you've encountered him, encounter him, and you're still doing the same things you were doing while you were in the world. Who are you deceiving? Seek his face genuinely. Christ will come. Christ will come. At times you might talk, you expect a response. It might be silence. Because it knows like what this one is asking. If I give them that, it's not yet time. This thing might destroy them. Or let them learn, let them get to a certain spot. I remember I was talking with my mother, I think two days ago. And I was like, wow, mama, if I listen to my videos when I started preaching, eh? I said, there's a big difference. And now I said, then I will just go, I just preach a message straight and I'm off. Like no, no space for digression. And then I was like, always tense, you know? I'm like, um, I just want to preach because I was, but as the days are going by, I'm beginning to become more relaxed and comfortable. I can start preaching this before, you know, I digress and go here and come back. God is using me. There's growth. That's the right word. There is growth. There is growth. So no need to rush. It's step by step. Step by step. Don't give up on God. He can never give up on you. Even when Jesus started his ministry, it's step by step. He started his ministry. He fasted. He got baptized. He looked for uh, disciples. He taught them. There was a time he sent them out. It's step by step. He didn't just come. Boom, and started doing things like this. When, while he was 12, he preached. He was still growing. Remember, he was not Jesus like we know him, like the spirit. He came in the flesh like a human being. So there are certain things he had to learn. And as he was growing, they were maturing inside of him. There are some things you know within you, but it's not yet time. You feel like, I, I can do this when the time comes. But it's not yet time. So Jesus already, let me use the word gift. You already had the gift in him to heal those gifts, to heal people, to deliver people, to turn water into wine. To, he, he would sacrifice, he had to sacrifice himself, but then it was no yet time. He had to go and the ministry had to be just for three years and they had to do all of these things. And when it was time for him to go, he went back home. So it's step by step. So no need to rush. 
No need to rush. No need to rush. He carried the burden of the whole world because he wanted to set, he wants to set us free. And God said, whoever will believe in you. Even when he sent the disciples to go and preach, he told them, he said, where you have been welcome, you stay there. If a city doesn't welcome, what do you do? Clean the dust off your feet and you go. You will not kill yourself to convince people. Take it, tell them the simple truth. Let them see that way and take it. Is it not God who lays in the heart of people to like people even? All this popularity that people are fighting. Oh, let me have power so that people will like me. People will become, I'll have enough followers or have this. It's God who lays in the heart of people. Jesus did all he did. Those who had to follow him, they follow him. Those who've already sold themselves to the devil, kill yourself, they will not believe. Even John the Baptist told his disciples when they were like, oh, Jesus is not baptized. That man who came and for you to baptize him, he's not baptizing people at the river. Everybody is going. John said, I just came to pave the way. And Father is, is the one who will give people. Even Jesus said it that you can only come to him when you have been, when God sent you to him. You can be his follower only when God say this is his own. I'm preaching and some of you are here. There are some people elsewhere. Some people are in other people's platform. So we all have our followers where God has designed. So no matter what I preach, even if I do what today, do what, there are people who will be like, and who is this? They will just call my name when my message is popular. I just affect this name. This one is not my woman of God. So this one, I'm not following. I have my own person. I have my own prophetess. I have my own. Yes. So you don't need to prove any point to anybody that God called you. Leave the message simple. This is nice to those of you who are preaching. Leave the message simple as it should be. Preach it. Don't kill yourself like you are convincing people. They have to believe that indeed at the right time. God said, I will use you in a mysterious way. That people know that ah, for real, this can only be God. That's what he meant. That ah, Kati cannot just have this power. Now this can only be God. Where did she have power to do this? But now he's preparing me. All of this I'm doing is preparation. Because when that time reaches, boom, I'll explode. It's step by step. We are all going. So as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, his birthday, let us stay holy and know that it's not just about merrymaking, eating and drinking. Let's not forget his purpose of coming, why he came. He came to set us free. Let's not forget that. Okay? So once more, Merry Christmas. Go out, spread love, share love. I love you all. The love of God. You are all blessed. God bless you all. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye.